Hi, I'm Stathis, your host. Before we jump in this episode, let me introduce DevRelX. DevRelX is a hub for developer marketing and DevRel professionals. Stay home while DevRelX brings you rich content to boost your DevRel game. Access developer population insights, news, job openings, and more. Discover how to empower developers and grow communities at devrelx.com. Today's episode will start with a quote from our guest. As people in DevRel, you're going to be exposed to a lot of people, either in the, um, the, the, the developers that you want to work with or the people you're trying to reach through your marketing efforts. And you're going to see a lot of people who are under stress. And if you become burnout resistant, you can help them become burnout resistant. Hello and welcome to Under the Hood of Developer Marketing, a podcast from Slash Data. I'm your new host, Stathis Yorgakopoulos. Stathis for short, but still a bit tricky to pronounce. On our first episode together, I'm glad to be joined by a great team that helps bring mental health to the DevRel and tech world. Today with us, it's Anjuan and Anika Simons. Welcome to the show, guys. Can you give our listeners a small intro of ourselves, who you are and uh, what you do? Absolutely, Stas. We're so excited to be here with you. Thank you for inviting us to come onto the show. My name is Anwan Simmons, and I am an engineering coach at a company called Help Scouts, where we provide support technology and a platform to help support personnel serve their customers. And what I do at Help Scout is what I've done for my entire 20 year history in software development, and that is I support software engineers. And I make sure that they feel supported in terms of the work that we do together, but also I help them reach their career goals. So that's what I do. Yes, good morning. My name is Anika Simmons. Um, I'm a full professor at Sam Houston State University in the College of Business here in Texas. I love my job. I I focus on things related to um, diversity, um, mitigating um, discrimination in the workplace. I also focus on leadership, the, the traits that are, are required in the context. I also focus on creativity and innovation. In my opinion, no organization can really survive without um, innovation and creativity, which of course leads to competitive advantage. Um, and lastly, I also do some work on justice, but um, I'm glad to be here this morning to talk about job burnout, which is a critical factor related to organizational behavior, particularly in the uh, environment that we live and work in now. Yes, it definitely is. And um, I couldn't agree more about creativity and innovation. And um, this is also something that has uh, come up a couple of times in our previous episodes. So before we get to the burnout, uh, let's uh, just give us a bit more and the listeners about your background. Uh, I'll start with you, Anjuan. Uh, how did you end up in technology? Right. I showed an early aptitude for math and science. I always loved math. I loved calculus. I loved physics and all that. And it's interesting because I grew up watching a show called Star Trek The Next Generation. And that was obviously part of the legendary Star Trek fran franchise. And on that version of Star Trek, the chief engineer was Jordy LaForge, who was a person of color. He was a black man. And as a black man, I saw this person who was obviously very intelligent and very talented, 
literally driving the Starship Enterprise and making sure that all the systems on the ship worked and he was called upon to solve any technological problems. And I think seeing that as someone in junior high and high school really was a sign that I, as a Black person who did not see a lot of Black people in technology in the real world, that was a great symbol that I could be in technology. And so I finished high school and I decided to study electrical engineering because uh, Jolie LaForce was head of engineering on the enterprise. And I eventually started working at consulting companies. I worked at Accenture and Deloitte. And really, I learned to combine my love for technology with helping people. And that's why I became an IT consultant. And I've worked at large companies, multi-billion dollar companies, also at startups, but it's always been in technology. And I wanted to just reinforce that representation matters. And even in science fiction, if we show different people doing these amazing things, women, men, people of color, people who have various levels of ability, that's really powerful. That's why I'm a big fan of the arts also being inclusive. So that's how I ended up in technology. Yeah, that's uh, that's great to hear. Star Trek is a thing that I think that has come up uh, more than once in our previous episode. I see a pattern here. I understand what you're saying and about representation and how important it is to have such a role model to to guide you. Anika, how about you? I know you worked for several years as a, an information technology consultant, plus to all the social related things you're doing now, which I think are a very, very, very important thing to do in our society. So could you please tell us more about your uh, background and uh, maybe your role model growing up and uh, until you ended up where you are now? Yes, um, I am a Texan. So I went to the University of Texas at Austin and I majored in management information systems and got a minor in finance. I was recruited by Accenture, which was my first job out of college. I loved it. I was working on SAP, doing, you know, asset accounting, investment management, and project systems and things like that. And then eventually I was recruited to work with Capgemini Ernst & Young. And believe it or not, my first, one of my first clients with them was Enron. And I did not work with their financials. I only worked with their, <laughs> their systems. But I was there for two years and I learned a lot. And basically, after being a consultant for about seven to eight years, I just decided I wanted to do something that was more meaningful to me, that really used my personal gifts and talents uh, more readily. And so I started you know, studying for the GMAT and applying to programs. And that's when I was um, accepted eventually to Texas A&M University. And, and in terms of anyone that I looked up to, for me, it was, it was closer to home just my parents and how hard they worked and the work ethic that they gave me and the, um, the belief that they put in me that no matter what I wanted to do, I could do it. And, I, and I'll say that because as an African-American um, college business professor, there's only a very small percentage of us, maybe less than, I don't definitely less than 10% at this point. Uh, and so it was something that I wanted to do. I love technology. I'm married to a technology translator. And so basically he kept me in the trans uh, in the technology world. And so it just became um, something that seemed reasonable for us to do for us to merge my life 
as a business professor with the IT background and what he does to merge it together. And we sat down and did some brainstorming. And that's when we came out to something that everyone has experienced or at least is fighting against and that's stress and burnout. And that's what leads us here today. Yes, yes, that's great to hear. And uh, this 10% you're talking about, it's definitely a very small number compared to what it should be. And uh, it's also great that you two work together and complementing each other. I first uh, met uh, Anwan in December during DevRelCon in London. And um, it was uh, on the second day of the conference that uh, which was kicked off with a keynote talking about mental health. And um, then Anwan came to talk about burnouts, which uh, has been a very common thing in DevRel, something that has come up more than a couple of times in our previous uh, podcast episodes, also in our book around chapter two. And um, I've also heard it from uh, a lot of people in the industry. So in case we have uh, listeners with us that are listening to this episode and are not very familiar with the burnout, could you tell us what what a burnout is and uh, why it's so common in uh, the tech industry and in DevRel? Absolutely. First, I'm really glad that you came up to me in London after my talk and we started this amazing journey to come onto the podcast. So I'm glad that we hooked up there. And <laughs> burnout, burnout is something that has been studied by literature for a long time. But I think that the overall industry and the technology sector in particular is just coming to grasp with it. So going to the literature, the classical definition of burnout is that it is a response to chronic stress and particularly on the job. So all of us have jobs or we've worked or we hope to work and working provides stress. And there are a few dimensions of burnout. They are exhaustion. The feeling that I just don't have the energy to make it. There's cynicism, the, the belief that nothing is going to work and it's all just going to fall apart. And then there is a sense of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment, meaning even the things that I get working that I accomplish aren't as meaningful as they used to be. And my wife and I came up with a working definition of burnout. And that is the ongoing feeling that today's resources aren't enough to meet tomorrow's demands. And as I've given this talk all over the world, I've met so many people who that phrase resonates with them, that they don't have enough resources today to make it through tomorrow. And the reason that burnout is so prevalent in technology, especially among software developers, It's because there's so many things that developers have to keep up with. There's so many new frameworks, so many new languages. There's so many challenges that we have to solve every day. Software development is in many ways an active problem solving exercise. And so all of the stress that comes out in terms of having to deal with all the challenges that I'm working on at work, all of the things I need to keep up with in the industry, all the things I need to do as someone in technology who needs to have a great personal network, all those things lead to stress and that leads to burnout. And that's why I'm so passionate having worked with so many software developers over my you know, two decade plus career. And I've seen engineers come to me, I can almost see it on them in a burnout state. So that's what burnout is. And that's why I think it's so prevalent in software development. 
Okay, thank you for that. I think it um, pretty much covers the idea behind that. As you said, it's stress that uh, accumulates over time and uh, especially within the tech industry in our pursuit to stay innovative, stay creative, stress gets added on top of each other up to the point that uh, maybe you wake up one day and you think you had too much. Yeah, for sure. And just to make it really relevant in DevRel, since people interact with developers and as a coach, I interact with developers every day and as someone who's active and visible on social media, I also interact with developers, many of whom I've, I've never actually met. I think it's because we care. I think we see developers go through challenges, maybe working with our APIs or work with our framework or with our software applications. And so we see the developers who hopefully we care about so much go through stress and often go through burnout. And so often that is projected onto us. And I really believe that if you are in DevRel, if you become proficient at managing stress and avoiding burnout, then people will see you doing that through your relationship with them. And you can model better behaviors to help the developers that you work with manage their own stress levels. So that's why I'm really keen to make sure that DevRel professionals also become very proficient at avoiding burnout. Yes, yes, that's right. I, I totally agree with that. And I like how you use the word uh, caring because it's DevRel, you, you have a community of developers that uh, you want to be part of and you want to uh, encourage to do their best work and uh, empower. But caring takes effort. So it's this effort that uh, people in DevRel and Dev Marketing are putting out there that um, leads them slowly to a burnout plus i guess the traveling so what are some early signs that um, people can identify and see uh, on their uh, everyday life or uh, their body on their mindset that can show that uh, these guys are uh, on our way uh, to a burnout not there yet but it shows that it's starting to build up yeah, so basically, I think one thing we need to do is make sure we drill down on the dimensions of burnout. And the dimensions of the burnout are emotional exhaustion. So that's basically when someone kind of feels like their energy level is low and they basically feel like they're depleted in terms of resources. So it's someone that comes home after a long day at work and feels like they have nothing left to give to their partner, to their children to their home responsibility. So that's one piece. The second is depersonalization. And that's basically where you're in survival mode and you're at work and you, you start to dehumanize people and just kind of focus on the task and the process. And that's, that's particularly dangerous in certain fields like nursing or if you're a police officer and or perhaps if you are in the military. Um, it, it's our humanity that allows us to remain empathetic for one another. But when I get burned out, then that kind of um, goes down. And then, of course, the third component of the three is reduced personal accomplishment. And that's basically where I, I start to evaluate myself negatively because I feel like um, no matter what I do, it's not good enough. I'll never get to the end of this. I'll never resolve this problem. And even if I do resolve it, there's 10 other problems that are right there waiting for me. Um, I think that this is something that we need to be more aware of. So the question is, how can I kind of 
put a stop to burnout before it takes over me. One of the things that we talk about in here is, is having a balanced life to a, a approach to life. So part of that has to do with prioritizing what's important to you and, and being very mindful of what you have to do, things that are required versus things that are optional, and then taking um, stake at where you really are mentally. You mentioned mental health earlier, and mental health is truly an issue. Um, in fact, I was looking at some statistics yesterday, and it said that 19.1% of U.S. adults experienced mental illness in 2018. That's 47.6 million people. So one in five people um, dealing with a mental illness or challenge. And we're not saying that burnout is that, but we, we are saying that burnout could be a precursor to that. And so we want to make sure that when our body says we need a timeout, it's okay, push back, maybe go take a walk. Uh, it's okay, maybe take that lunch break and go take a yoga class. Uh, maybe go on uh, a vacation or a sabbatical where we don't turn into work because some people do take time out and then they take that time out and make that time out work. So they're, vac they're on vacation trying to get the perfect picture and the perfect Snapchat and the perfect Instagram. And so all of a sudden, something that was supposed to be relaxing becomes a task and working. So it's, it's really focusing. It's really having balance, having those relationships, people to hold you accountable in terms of making sure that you don't overextend yourself. Because the thing about burnout is that it is chronic and you feel like there's no way out. There, there is no resolution for this. And then that's when it begins to take a toll on your health. Yes, yes, I totally agree. And um, I wasn't aware of uh, the number you just mentioned regarding mental health. And I think uh, this number is on the rise. Uh, and of course, as you said, it does not have to do directly with burnout, but chronically being burned out. And you talked about what are the signs. It's um, emotional exhaustion. And just uh, summarizing them again, it's uh, emotional exhaustion. It's uh, depersonalization and uh, reduced personal accomplishment, which are three very, very important issues. You know, that's uh, when you want to be as, a, as balanced as a person as you can. And um, these three things can totally, uh, you know, keep that balance off. So thank you for that. Thank you for, uh, for sharing it so, so precisely. You talked about um, what are things you can do. Can you, can you elaborate from that? Let's say someone, you know, listening to this episode or um, wakes up one day and says, okay, you said these three things. I, I really see that I have them. Uh, I've had uh, so much stress or uh, this emotional exhaustion or not being nice to people or feel that no matter how hard I'm trying stuff, I don't feel like I'm achieving anything, both in terms of my goal, but also on my personal development. So um, the realization, I'm sure it's, uh, it's always the first step. So how do you move onwards from there? Absolutely. And we created this talk because we've experienced burnout ourselves. We've had so many people come to us and say, I'm burned out. And they share with us what they're going through. And our talk is a response to people coming to us in a burnout state. And it's also our response to ourselves being in a burned out state. And we went through the literature and my wife has shared a few of the, of the statistics about how widespread this problem is, especially in the technology industry. And by going through the research, by seeing what worked 
in our own lives and in the lives of the people who I've worked with personally, and also in the lives of people that my wife has also worked with, we decided that a lightweight framework would go a long way towards solving a lot of the challenges of burnout. And it really comes down to three things. It is, it is how healthy are your relationships? It is how are you harnessing your attention? And it's also how are you managing your physical health? And this framework goes through all those three components and it just lays out really hopefully straightforward and easy to implement things that people can do. So let me run through these. When it comes to relationships, one of the best lubricants against the stress of life is relationships. Numerous studies have shown that as we work with each other and as we bond with each other, we can go so much further than if we are isolated. And one thing, if people come to me uh, and to answer your question, saying that they're burned out, my first question is, how are your relationships? How are you doing relating to people at work, but also in your personal life? Because the ability to enrich your relationships directly is tied to your ability to mitigate the stress that leads to burnout. And so it's very important that we begin to remove barriers. We live in a world that is flush with social media, so it may seem that we're connected. You may have so many followers on Twitter or so many Facebook friends, but the reality is that your brain does not really see that as bonding. Your prefrontal cortex, when you get likes and you may get retweets, that may get stimulated, but the deeper part of your brain that craves connection, that craves interacting with humans, totally ignores that. That's why so many people are, are on social media all day long, but they still feel lonely. So it's critical that you tend to your, your relationships. That means going out and meeting in person and, and being in the same physical space with other humans, breathing the same air, seeing the same things, because that tells your brain that you're actually feeling connected. And so as you do that, you begin to feel a sense of connectivity that helps you to deal with stress. When it comes to your mind, your mind has a finite amount of attention. And that just means that you can only focus on a few things. And again, living in a world of social media, we have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and probably a whole bunch of social media sites that I'm not on. We have work, we have television, we have movies. We have all of these things that distract us. And when your brain is running low on attention, you begin to feel stress because you're not really focusing on the things that you really care about. So it's critical that we all take time to understand what are the values, what are the things that are really important to me. And it's probably not more than two or three things. And then once you identify those values, the things that really make your heart sing, you really have to remove almost everything else from your life because you need to harness your attention and direct it toward the people and the ideas and the passions that you really care about. And then there's obviously your body. We're all encased in human flesh and we all have one body. And that means that we have to take good care of it. That means we have to take time to get enough sleep. We have to improve our nutrition. We have to exercise. And 
again, the literature shows that if you are able to increase your health, then your body is better able to respond to stress. And so this three-part framework of your relationships, your attention, and your health, all these things form a framework that if people can begin to walk in it and to use this framework, they will one, feel that they are better able to manage stress and even improve their body's ability to respond to stress, but they will do a whole lot toward avoiding burnout because you are equipping your entire self to be burnout resistant. And as people in DevRel, you're going to be exposed to a lot of people, either in the, um, the, the, the developers that you wanna work with or the people you're trying to reach through your marketing efforts. And you're gonna see a lot of people who are under stress. And if you become burnout resistant, you can help them become burnout resistant. And it's really vital that we ourselves model these behaviors and work in this framework because it's often said in terms of culture that culture is what you teach people. No, culture is what you model to people. And I'm really passionate as someone who manages a team of software engineers that I model healthy behavior because Anika and I believe that healthy teams uh, build healthy code. And it's very important that you make sure that you invest in the health of your teams by helping them manage burnout and avoid it. And that means that you have to do it yourself. Yes, I think um, what you just said, uh, you know, it's great and really um, summarizes the idea. Some people, you know, have in mind that um, burnout, it's something that, you know, might come and go. It's like, uh, it's like a flu. No, uh, it's not something that you can just, okay, take a couple of days to rest and then you're back in your normal life. And um, I think it also uh, is a key part in what Anika said earlier about, you know, prioritizing, you know, because you might get, you know, too stressed up about, you know, some small things that uh, in the end, they absorb your, absorb your energy and uh, you don't have the energy then left to put it on the things that are uh, really important, like taking care of yourself, like you said, your physical health or uh, building uh, relationships with people. Uh, yes. The absolutely. things in your life so that you have the energy then to, to give back to the things that matter. Yeah, actually, I just finished reading this book um, called Overthinking. And one of her um, suggestions is that um, a, minimus, a minimalist life is a, a more stress less life and she talked about minimizing things in your home you know just getting rid of things that you know you don't use that you look at every day and also minimizing in terms of relationships and really focusing on uh, the handful of relationships that are reciprocal that are healthy that are strong and of course we have some people in our life and we may care about them but it may not be a season where we can invest in them so she really talked about focusing in on our priorities in all, all facets of life and that that would provide uh, opportunity for us to kind of de-stress because in the culture that we live in, we're pulled everywhere. We're, we never turn off. We always have our phones with us. Um, we're always able to be reached. And that's new in human history. Most times, most of human history, people could get away, steal away, have quietness, but quiet time in our culture right now is really few and far between. But um, a lot of the research suggested that is key to having a, a healthy and quiet mind that's not constantly racing. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's uh, totally true. So if we were to to summarize, let's say, uh, what we discussed about today, what are some uh, tips you could give, you know, just uh, bullet points, let's say, to someone listening that could help them save themselves from getting in the process of being burned out? Like yeah, I can, real I can, everyday stuff. Right, 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 right. I can say that when I was getting my, one of the first times I really felt that I was dealing with burnout was when I was writing my dissertation. And I really didn't know what to do. And I just did a quick research. And I found that going for walks, just a natural time of going for walks in the evening would help lower my stress level. And so um, basically every day, almost when it's warm enough, and one and I will go for a walk after dinner, just around the neighborhood. And we and one and I like to um, give suggestions that don't cost a lot of money. So one of those things is just going for a walk every day. It, it lowers your stress. It's healthy. You get a little bit of exercise in. And that's something that we like to encourage. We also like to encourage um, a, a blackout of time, meaning that between, for example, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., no work. You're, you could get with your manager and maybe your whole department and your whole team could do that. So from seven to nine, you're not checking email, you're not receiving emails, you're not, you're not working, you're, you are um, taking a time to just focus on family. So that's something that, that you could also do. Right. I think that in the talk, and you heard me give this in London, we take this framework, which can be very complicated, and we really boil each item down to one thing you simply must do. And I think these are great tips that you, dear listener, can do today or maybe even tomorrow to manage your stress in your life and avoid burnout. So the first thing is when it comes to your relationships, you can get in a group of people and meet at a local coffee house and just maybe it's weekly, maybe it's monthly, but on a regular basis, meet in real space with people and just talk and relate and be in presence with people. So that's one simple thing that you can do with the relationship part of this framework. When it comes to the focus part of the framework, the furnishing the attention that we have in very short amounts, you can take a break from social media. And I know that that's radical and we're often on social media every day, but take a month off of Twitter and Facebook, just totally log out. And you will find it's amazing how much you can have more attention and more time for the things that really matter. And it's probably not on Instagram. And then when it comes to the health, the one thing you simply must do, the one thing you can do even in the next day or two is what my wife said, take a walk, start going around the block, or maybe go around a few blocks and eventually expand your radius. And those are simple things that are small and straightforward but they are very much efficient and effective at avoiding burnout. So uh, those are simple tips that everyone listening to this can do in the next 48 hours. And they, and they will go a long way toward you being a more healthy person. And I think that they are well worth the investment to avoid burnout. Yes, yes, that's great. And um, the best thing is that all your tips actually require uh, a very small effort uh, if you'd like it's things that we can uh, all easily do and um you know i couldn't but think you know this uh i'm sure you've seen it uh, online it's a, like an anecdote with a philosophy professor on the class where he takes a jar, a jar and um you know fill it with uh, rocks and asks the students 
if they think it's full and they say, yes, it's full, then he proceeds to put some pebbles in it. So the students laugh and say, yeah, now it's full, but then he puts the sand. And uh, they all agree that the jar is now full, but then he opens two beers and uh, fills in the jar completely. Where uh, the rocks is the important stuff, you know, your, uh, your health, your family, your uh, relations. And then the pebbles is things that are uh, also important to you, like uh, your work, your career, your goals. And then the sad, sand is the uh, small things that, you know, might uh, get, get you stressed, like uh, in our case, because you, you talked about it, your uh, Instagram likes or uh, uh, the smaller things. So if you fill in the, the jar, which is your uh, day or your life, you want with uh, uh, unimportant stuff, there won't be room for the important ones. And uh, okay, the beers in the end, it's, uh, it's for, as the anecdote goes, it's uh, you'll always have time for a beer with a friend. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is what, uh, what came to me as uh, you were talking. So thank you very much, both of you, Juan and Anika, for joining us. Um, because uh, it's the nature of the topic. So uh, if some of our listeners would like to, to reach you and get more information from you or uh, talk with you, where can they do so? Absolutely. And we try to be very easy to reach on social media. So my Twitter handle is simply my first name. And that's at N1. That's at A-N-J-U-A-N. And Anika? And my um, Twitter is Anika um, at A-N-E-I-K-A. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Uh, and thank you for talking about uh, such an important topic in the industry. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. And for our listeners, thank you very much for listening to our Under the Hood of Developer Marketing podcast, the podcast devoted to developer marketing and relations. If you want to be the first to know when new episodes are available, you can subscribe at developermarketingpodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at slash data HQ for regular updates.